Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. This week, it's episode 50. We made it to 50. Episode 50, football's back. The Ryan Shazier episode that is being recorded on his birthday. Um, wow. Talk about a little bit of a yin explosion over here for me. Um, football's back. We're back. Uh, Kellen, how, how you doing this week? Who's your number 50 What's going on over there in Dallas? I'm doing good. Uh, hand is feeling much better this week. I'm able to do normal tasks like uh, close and open a fist. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, my number 50, of course, is Corey Crawford. Crow, man. Yes. Two-time, two-time cup champion, Chicago Blackhawks. One of the greatest goalies uh, to ever uh, put on the red sweater. So has to be Corey Crawford. All right. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm ashamed it took me that it long. It did to take you that. quite a bit of time to come up with that. I was like, I know there's a very prominent Blackhawk that wore 50. I just couldn't think of the name. And the I man. mean, as as the hockey guy and a Blackhawks fan, I would yeah. have thought you would know that. Yeah. But yeah. that's embarrassing. I don't know. Maybe maybe you could take my title as hockey guy on the podcast, and I can be basketball guy now. Yeah, I might have to do that. Um, there's actually, while we're kind of on the topic, there was some huge news out of the NHL this week. And I think, yeah, we're going to get into college football because that was like obviously the biggest thing that happened this week. But the huge news out of the NHL is NHL players are going back to the Olympics, which means... Which means we are going to have a team that has Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and Nathan McKinnon on it. And then, I mean, then you can keep going. Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, Jonathan Taves. Like, it is going to be some of, like, you get two of the best hockey players to ever play the game are going to be on the same team. And it's just going to be a treat to watch. Yes, you can go to the American side and see Patrick Kane and Austin Matthews and everything. But it is going to be an absolute treat and a half to watch this generational overlap that we're going to get from a lot of different countries, actually. Um, so fun to watch. Yeah, yeah I mean, gonna that's going to be absolutely stacked. I mean, that's the thing is like... Uh my biggest concern with, you know, all these players going back to the Olympics is, like, in the NHL video game, are they going to also update Team Japan's roster now, too? Probably, yes. I will okay, assume good, that Team good. Japan yes. is going to be updated. All right. I'm all in, then. Yes. Yes. We'll be able to get online and play as Team Canada and Team Japan. I mean, you might actually beat me. I'm on a cold streak in my franchise right now on NHL. I cannot buy a win. It's been a tough day for me. Hey, did um, I... Did, did you hear the news? I'm getting an Xbox. 
I did not hear the news that you're getting an Xbox. Yeah, I'm getting an Xbox. It's not a big deal. Wow, but, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. For, oh, wow. That's, same, same way you get some of your video games from me for free. Yes. That's, do you want it back? Do you want Madden like 18 now? <laughs> no. I can give it to you. The <laughs> Antonio have, Brown cover? No, yeah, now that you have an Xbox, I can give you your Madden game. Okay, wait, actually, I do want to talk about this, like Madden. Um, have you seen like some of the, the Madden videos going around of just like how buggy the ga- the newest game is? Like they have to be no. doing that on purpose now, right? I feel like probably I haven't heard like I walked into Best Buy with Javi last week to buy a microwave and I saw the Madden the new Madden there and I was like, That's out? And he goes, They released that? Like Neither one of us realized that Madden was even released and that there was, like, a new Madden game. I feel like it went so under the radar this year, and it kind of sucks. Um, but, no, I haven't seen that many videos, probably because I didn't really even know the game existed yet. Was, I don't who, know. Who goes the best buy to buy a microwave? Um, when there, there really wasn't that much going on. They had good Labor Day sales, so, like, you know. Okay, okay. I was going to say, um, like, so, so many better places to get a microwave from. Oh, it was on sale, and it's right across from Costco, which was the main destination was Costco. Gotcha. So gotcha. It was more the accessibility, but anyway, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's talking hockey. Let's get into football. Football's back. It's completely back. I mean, I it's it's just <laughs> so back, and it just felt so good. And I got to a level yesterday that I didn't think I was going to get to, and didn't necessarily want to get to. But we can talk about that in a bit. Let's start. Let's start with, um, I think I might be an actual analyst and a college football genius. I think this is a good place to start for this. Okay. Week. Dude, uh, explain. Because I'll tell you what, you when you were talking about the, you were previewing the games, you got all the times completely wrong. I'm just going to let you know about that right now. No, I didn't. That, with the, okay, you didn't get the times wrong, you got a lot of the days wrong. Because you, you no. said Ohio State-Minnesota was on Saturday. No, I said it was Thursday night. And you said Virginia Tech-North Carolina was, was on Friday. Saturday. No, I no. didn't. No, I, no. no, I didn't because I was leading you up to Saturday. I was okay. saying it's starting Thursday night with Ohio State, then it goes to Friday, and then on Saturday you get that full slate is what I was saying. No, but you were saying like you could pick between these games on a Saturday, and one of them was Virginia Tech. No, I didn't. Absolutely did not, because I remember there was a nightcap, idiot. Okay, somebody, somebody that wants to re-listen to one of our episodes, please figure this out for us, because... Absolute idiot. Unbelievable. But anyway, as I was saying... Maybe relax for a second, okay? Your team won this week, relax. As I was saying, I'm a genius. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because all these analysts are out there... And they're just like, yeah, North Carolina is going to win. Put your money on North Carolina. Where was I last week? I said, it's going to be impossible to play in that building. Virginia Tech is going to pull off the upset of number 10, North Carolina. What happened? I don't know if you said those exact words. I I don't even mention the building. I literally uh, did. Oh, my God. You don't listen to anything I ever say. I mean, like... I was saying it all week. I was saying it all week. It was unbelievable. And it happened. I just, I'm an analyst. It was great. I think we also properly predicted that LSU was going to lay an egg, which was 
also like that was that was us. my analysis. Give me. Oh credit. yeah. See, look, this is what you do on a podcast. Kellen, you had a great analysis when you said this. I'm not doubting that you said LSU was going to win. I yeah, just brought I, it up for you. But I actually said it. That's the difference. I literally said Virginia Tech's going to go win. Listen to the tapes. Ask my roommate all week. I was like, Virginia Tech's going to win this game. There's not a chance Virginia Tech was going to lose that game. It's one of the most hostile buildings in all of college sports. Um, okay. Like you probably said Virginia Tech's going to win. But you're acting like you put your 100% seal of approval I, on this game. I literally did. You, you were probably more like, yeah, Virginia Tech could win. That's a tough play. No, and play. then no, I said Virginia Tech's gonna win, and you said, but Mitch Trubisky. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I remember. <laughs> that that's that's the way to jog my memory right there. All right, I'll give that to you. Yeah, I 100% right. said that. I also properly predicted that Alabama and Miami was going to be a game for maybe a quarter at the most. It was a game for like five minutes. Boom. Indiana, Iowa said that was going to be a game. Kind of was. I said, Iowa's got a team. No, 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 no. I said, Iowa's got a team. Iowa has a team. Um, Also said, Indiana has an explosive offense. I can guarantee. I did say that. I did say that. maybe, Maybe you just shouldn't have brought up that game right there. I also said Wisconsin-Penn State. Guess what? Penn State won. I mean... <laughs> what, what? You didn't even predict anything for this game. Why are I'm you pretty sure I did. I'm pretty sure I said Wisconsin sucks. But anyway... Now you're just making stuff up. At no. first you're being truthful. Now now this is, this is quite dishonest. But anyway, no, I accurately predicted everything that was going to happen. I did say Clemson was going to lose as well. Kellen, where do we want to start? With these games, we should probably break them down a little bit. But where do we want to start with the college football? I can't believe how much you just lied right there. But uh, go back and listen to the tapes. I'm not going to. But I exactly. guess we'll start off with. Uh, I mean, the the beginning of week one, which was on Thursday, uh, Minnesota Ohio State. That game was good for about a half. Yeah, uh, Ohio State pulled away. My big takeaway from the game is. Uh, I like the, I like when a team has a head coach that all their fans can dress up like, like PJ Fleck. Yeah. Every old man in Minnesota can just wear a quarter zip and a bad pair of sunglasses and they look like PJ Fleck. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I really that's like that. Only, that's my only takeaway from the game. Other than that, the game kind of stunk. It did. Um, yeah, I think Ohio State's done. Like they just didn't. They don't have it for me anymore. Their quarterback kind of sucks. The, but whatever. Not great. The game really turned when uh, who's it? Ibrahim for Ibrahim uh, exploded his Achilles. What you cut out? When I said when Ibrahim just exploded his Achilles, is was it his Achilles? Is it, I, I'm assuming it was. That's what Twitter said was Achilles. That's great because he. Uh, um, yeah, that game got bad once uh, Minnesota's running back went out, but uh, it was okay for a half. Next game, I mean, that we could actually talk about, which was a really fun game, uh, Virginia Tech-North Carolina. Dude, Absolutely. Virginia Tech-style Tech football was just ball control that whole game. It was a I mean, lack trick. It felt like they had the ball for 50 minutes of that game. It was unreal. Like, and the fan, like, this was the first... This was really the first, like, fans are back moment. The Enter Sandman, 
at the beginning of that game was just like we yeah, everyone just collectively was like wow we really really miss this this is just so awesome like it was so loud in that building the the fans Fans are back, man, as Dr. Pepper commercials are saying. It felt so good. This is the first game where I think the fans actually had an impact on the game, which was so nice to see that happen. And, yeah, Virginia Tech just controlled the ball. They controlled the game. They can they controlled everything. It was They controlled the uncontrollables in that game. And that's really where they ended up taking over North Carolina. I was never too high on North Carolina. That number 10 ranking was a little bit high for me. Yep, agreed. And uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. So stay tuned. Michael Spillen here for the Flash Hauler Driving App, a convenient app for on-demand furniture moving, vehicle towing, and courier service. If you like being out on the road, not having people breathing down your neck, pressuring you to get stuff done by deadlines and time limits, join our fleet on the Flash Hauler Driving App. Earn money by driving your pickup or van, be your own boss, making your own schedule, not to mention the feeling of helping truckless people getting their furniture moved to wherever they need. If vehicle towing is more in your arena, we provide that service as well. And if you don't have a truck or a van, no worries. The app enables you to do courier gigs. It's an easy process to sign up and get approved to be part of the Flash Hauler Hero team. Be proud of what you do while you do it at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Grab your phone, download and install the Flash Hauler, that's F-L-A-S-H-O-L-R driver app, or visit our website, H-O-L-R-apps.com, getting it hauled in a flash. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by the Flash Hauler driver app, helping people move in a flash. Uh, next game we can move on to. Let's start moving into the Saturday games. Uh, one of the earlier games that was happening was Penn State and Wisconsin. Uh, Josh, how much of that game did you watch? That was like it felt uh, like a classic Big Big Ten game. Like right away. Half. I was actually I was working the first half, and one of my coworkers, um, she is a she's from Pittsburgh, P- big Pittsburgh fan. Um, her dad went to Penn State. Her mom, I think, went to Pitt. So she was watching that game, and like I just saw the tweets about how there were no points, and I was like, "Are you actually watching a game right now with no points?" And she's like, "Yeah, it really sucks." And then I came home right after the touchdown was scored, and I saw all the points in the game. Uh, I'm not saying that I did it, but like I brought the points to the game by turning the game on and. Wisconsin sucks. That's really, I think, their offense is terrible. So you ruined the game, is what you're saying? I did ruin the game, yes. Yeah, that was a classic Big Ten matchup until you showed up. I ruined ruined the game more than Penn State playing can ruin the game, I guess. But, (laughs) dude, Wisconsin sucks. Yeah, they've never had a good quarterback, ever. They're just so bad. Like, their offense is terrible. It no, they always so they always have like this is this is Wisconsin, of course. That's how they've always been. It's always been offensive line, running back, maybe a good tight end, and then defense. But the quarterback and receivers are never going to be good. It was so bad. It was so painful to watch. And Penn State won, and like somehow, 
I just don't get how Penn State's like the underdog or trying to play this underdog card this year. Like they go, we lost in the first week last year, so we were we played through that adversity and we won in the first week this year. Like look at us, the underdogs. Everyone counted us out. Would literally know. You're, if you're a blue blood of college football, you're not going to be counted out. You're you have one of the biggest names in college football. Like, don't yeah. play the underdog card. Um, pretty weak by the Wisconsin fans. I would say they're showing. Um, just, you weren't you were not a fan of jump around. Jump around looked electric, man. It, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit electric, but like, I don't know. I'm just they weren't very they weren't very college football fanny. You know what I mean? Like, they no, just weren't. They weren't going berserk. We didn't get like a. It just they were too tame, I guess. It's, yeah, there the were a lot of like, like also also about uh, you know a little bit of that falls back on the team too, uh, because well, I yeah. mean, how can you go crazy watching that offense? It was know? terrible. Yeah, that offense is just so bad. But they were not feeding off of each other at all. No, it was it was it was a game. I mean, I really wanted. I think everyone wanted more from that game, but the end was kind of cool. Like it at least kind of came down to a somewhat intense ending. But yeah, we all yeah. knew Penn State was going to win that game, and if you didn't, then you're just an idiot. So okay, well, you didn't even predict make a prediction. That's just Wisconsin fans. Did you? No. Okay. But, like, but like, if you if you're not making a prediction, I don't know. I don't understand how you can call other people out. You didn't let me. You're, you're, you're literally too much of a coward to make a prediction for that game. I literally wasn't. I just didn't want to waste my breath talking about two pointless okay, yeah. teams. Okay. Okay. Mean sure. Absolutely two, nothing. Two ranked teams. Two ranked teams. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Hey, do you want to talk about Penn State? I got a lot of things that I can talk about Penn State. No, we're not going to get. We want to really get Penn into State. Penn State. I, I can. I, I can start talking about Penn State. I don't, um, need, to, I don't need my editing. Uh, job to be any more difficult, okay? So we're not going to get you going. All I'm saying is, we Penn all State. knew Penn State was going to win, except for the delusional Wisconsin fans who forgot that they have a terrible football team. That's just not the case, though. Like Wisconsin's not bad. Wisconsin was favored going into the game. Exactly so just, why they weren't going to win, though. Okay, I. It's, it's, it makes no sense what you're saying right now. Like, okay. Uh, anyways, let's move on to Indiana, Iowa. Uh, another Big Ten matchup. Dud. This game you did not call correctly. No, this is a dud. Yeah. They this even misspelled Indiana on their running back's jersey. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, Indiana really didn't show up. I, that's That was one of my concerns is just like they seemed like they had a really good COVID season, which they did. Uh, you can't really deny that. But it seems like it might have just been because of like the weirdness happening in college football last year. That Indiana looked better than what they actually are. Granted, this is only one game into the 2021 season, and they played a good Iowa team, so maybe they are okay. But I think Indiana was definitely overrated going into this season, and they were really boring to they watch. Were, yeah, it was a bad game. I mean, I, I was kind of let down. I was kind of let down by these these mid games because I thought there was going to be something good going on, and we just kind of had two duds of a game at 3:30. Um. Which really, really stunk. Hated to see it. I don't know. Like, there's not much. They did the wave again, which was really cool to see. Um, going back to the fans being back in the stadiums. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, Indiana's got some work to do. They Luckily, they do got some teams coming to play them, though. So they can maybe at least make a case for themselves to be a good team. I mean, they're clearly not a playoff team, but, like, they're going to play the Bearcats. They're going to play a few teams. So if they can play them close and maybe win, they might they might be able to save their season a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, great week. You know, speaking of Cincinnati, great week for the Big 12. I'm just, yes. I'm just saying. You got you got four new schools being added. Three of those schools won, and the only one that lost was playing another Big Twelve school. So, I mean, it's just it was a great showing for the for yeah. the Big Twelve. Big Twelve is back. I'm not worried. We probably got rid of our two worst teams in the conference and added four excellent teams. Uh, and you know, you also still have Baylor in the Big Twelve. So, Big Twelve is looking good. I think that's a good time to transition over to uh, some of the traders of the Big Twelve. Uh, Oklahoma played Tulane, and uh, yeah. it was a close game. They Tulane had a shot to win. They had the ball down five with two minutes left, driving downfield at about midfield. Just couldn't convert on a fourth down. They were one yard short, but they had a chance to beat Oklahoma. Made me feel really good about uh Oklahoma's defense in that it's still the same old defense they've had the last 10 years and that oh, yeah. it's non-existent. They'll have like one guy that goes in the first round who's uber talented, but the rest of their defense is just cheese. So Oklahoma, uh, definitely going to fall in the rankings. They started out the season yeah. number two. I def, I expect Georgia to jump to number two after this week, but yes, definitely not a great showing by Oklahoma. Good showing by Tulane. I think Tulane's not a bad team, certainly, uh, but Oklahoma, you got to handle them, especially. But yeah, as the number two team in the country, you yeah. Take and care with the with the game changing locations too. I mean, it was supposed to be played in Tulane. Yeah. It, it, it turned into a home game for you guys too. You got got to have a better showing than that. It's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It's complete complete embarrassment um to the sport. Mm-hmm. But to the Big think, Twelve, good yeah. riddance. Embarrass yeah. yourself in the SEC, please, guys, please. That'd be nice, yeah. They'll, they'll do that. They will do their best to embarrass themselves every week in the SEC. Yeah. So they'll succeed. Texas also, uh, they they had a nice win. Um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying with Indiana, with Louisiana Lafayette. Is just they had a good COVID season. I don't think they yeah. were necessarily good going into this year. So it was like it was such a it was such a lose lose game for Texas going in where if they lost it'd been like <laughs> you guys uh, lost to Louisiana Lafayette yeah. but if you won it's like it's Louisiana Lafayette guys so yeah um happy to see nothing really happened significant in that game but uh what what do you want to talk about Bama and Miami that was a that was billed as a big matchup yeah that was a complete blowout um so. It went the exact same way that we get every single other big matchup that Alabama ever plays, where it's like, oh, yeah, here's a matchup. Alabama, like, this team can do X, Y, and Z to beat Alabama, and then Alabama just proves that they are full-grown men playing against boys in college football. And the one thing I realized is, I mean, we all know this in the back of our minds, but I actually, like, after this weekend – I don't think there's a single team that's going to even give Alabama a run for their money this year. I think Alabama is going to just coast to it. So college football fans, 
forget about the playoffs, forget about trying to make the playoffs, just focus on winning your rivalry games and having the best record you can because it's not going to matter. Alabama is just stupid good this year. It's a cyclic it's a cyclical thing. They go through and once every like I'd say 2-3 years Alabama is just un, untouchable. And then they they do put together, you know, then there's the years that they can actually be beat, but this year I do not think they're going to be beat. They just looked so good, so dominant. Yeah. And, and it also like to me it goes back to like all the other top tier teams, how they looked this week. Yeah, this they weekend. didn't look good. They didn't look exceptional. No, nobody really dominated. So unless Georgia's defense is that legit, then then we'll see. But Clemson's defense looked fine too. Uh, but yeah, Bryce Young looked good as a freshman quarterback making his first start. I think so Mechie or whatever the yeah. Alabama receiver. It's just like that's going to be their next first round wide receiver pick that. They never have a bust at wide receiver either. No. Like all these – it's like running back outside of Trent Richardson for Alabama. Like they just don't – they don't make busts. It's it's crazy. Uh, it, it, it feels like going like going to the season, it feels like what it would be like going to the season when the Warriors just added Kevin Durant. It's just like, yeah. all right, so the regular season just for fun. Like let's just have fun, guys. Because this team's going to be the champion at the end of the year. Like, we already know. Yeah, it, it doesn't even, like, I, after this week, there's not even, I mean, maybe Georgia, but Georgia didn't even, their offense didn't look anywhere near good enough to be able to put up points, even if their defense holds them. Like, yeah, their offense just, scored three points. That's it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be Alabama, and we're, we're just wasting our time sitting around acting like it's gonna matter but yeah i mean they they absolutely dummied around derrick king for 60 minutes yeah like, it was he looked he looked lost and i mean derrick king's like very athletic very mobile oh, and he just looks yeah. he looks slow that game i mean granted his teammates around him were much slower than than alabama and i think like he he's one of the guys that actually kind of fit in that game but he looked slow he was getting chopped around I mean, it was it was bad for him it, and that's like it, it's the number 14 team in the country something like that so it's not like Miami's a bad team they're no they were supposed they to be good. got some good players I mean yeah I I've, I mean like I felt like I heard this every single game but it's just like oh this team is returning their entire offensive line like that yeah. felt like a big narrative this weekend just All right, and with that, we'll take another quick break, and then we'll be back with some more college football, so stay tuned. NFL Analysis Network is your one-stop source for coverage of all 32 teams. We provide in-depth analysis, news, and opinions about all things football. Since you're online anyway, check out NFLanalysis.net. Elevation 5280 Sports exclusive new teammate on the gridiron. Usually on Elevation 5280, we talk sports. But we have one exception, and that's on Sunday nights when we talk, preview, and recap each new episode of The Walking Dead. Little pig, little pig, let me in. 
Join the Stalking Dead with Chad Foster and Michael Spillen live every Sunday evening at 6 Mountain. I don't know if Alpha actually has it in her to, to kill her daughter. You know, you saw a pretty emotional outburst at the shrine and, you know, she was crying and she was telling Beta like, oh, you know, she's my daughter, she's my baby. I personally don't think that Alpha has the capacity to completely forget about her own flesh and blood. I kind of like that because it shows she's human. She's got a little bit of humanity left in her. I'm hoping that comes into play in the battle. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they do it differently than the comics did. And, and just like we mentioned in the comics, he kind of gave Rick the script, if you will, to help calm down the, the restless natives, if you will, of Alexandria. And we saw Rick get beat up a couple times for not taking immediate action, although he did have a plan, so to speak, in you know training an army. And then we even saw Dwight come back and, and, and train people. So way different kind of storyline, but the same kind of stuff sprinkled in the show that we're not able to get from the comics because certain people, certain characters are not on the show anymore. Only on Elevation5280sports.com. Careful. Careful. It's time to breathe up here. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by the NFL Analysis Network, your one-stop source for all 32 teams. We want to go to the night game? Let's do it. This game was so hyped up. I mean, we even hyped it up. We were like, this is going to be the greatest matchup ever, and it was a really, really great matchup. Just not, not what we thought we were going to get um, by any means. So defense has popped off in Georgia Clemson. DJ Uyunglele kind of kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, he The only team he's beaten is... Boston College, Ooh. which is kind of embarrassing. I mean, he lost to Notre Dame and Georgia, so anytime he's played anybody, he's lost. And I think Clemson oh. hasn't. I don't think Clemson's lost a home opener, and quite no, that was Georgia that hasn't lost since 2013. But I'm sure Clemson hasn't lost a home opener in forever because they normally play cupcakes. But like. Well, that wasn't a home opener. That was at uh, a season at, opener. Sorry, it was a neutral site game. Yeah, it was a neutral site game, but I don't defenses, know, defenses look great. I don't know, like by the second half, why Dabo was even running screen passes for Clemson at that point. I mean, Georgia's linebackers were just flying all over the oh, field. Yeah. Those Georgia looked so fast on defense, and they were saying they were replacing like their entire secondary. <laughs> the guys that they had in the secondary looked really good. They, I mean, they just looked because. They look so much better than Clemson, and Clemson's losing their starting quarterback and their running back from last year. So, uh, but Uyunglele was supposed to be, you know, a Heisman candidate going into the season. Oh so, yeah, uh, he's making bad not, not, not supposed to be a huge drop off there at running back. I understand the drop off. Etn was a four year starter. He was really good. Uh, R.I.P. His leg, whatever happened to him. I think yeah. Achilles. Uh, but Clemson always has like two, three really good receivers that you just like you throw 50 50 balls to or they're, they're incredible route go, runs, yeah. something like that like they're gonna make plays at some point in the game but nothing happened i mean georgia's defense just absolutely sh- shut them down for four quarters they, i mean their defense was the difference in that game because they got that pick six got that yeah. pick six so I, I did i wanted overtime but i didn't know if anything was gonna be scored in overtime either oh yeah it was yeah, it was a crazy game. It was really fun to watch. 
if you like defense. Um, I'm a big advocate for defense. I love, yeah. I love some good defensive football, but like, we'll see. I, I'm interested to see how Clemson now ends up being the favorite to win the national championship and how they're going to like, how the case is going to be made that Clemson's better than Alabama is what I'm just really looking forward to. Hey, um, is, is Virginia Tech the best team in the ACC? People are asking. Yeah, I think they, they could be, honestly. Um, yeah. But I don't know if they play Pitt this year, but watch out for Pitt when they play Virginia Tech. Somehow Pitt, I feel like Pitt, I, this, this could be completely wrong, but our neighbors are Virginia Tech fans, and I feel like Pitt has ruined so many of Virginia Tech's seasons where Virginia Tech's slowly like putting together a season and then they play Pitt and they just get like blown out for some stupid reason. I could be wrong, but Dude, Pitt Pitt does that to see. they they beat Clemson like, that one year. If yeah. I remember that. Yeah, like I I could be wrong that they've derailed so many seasons and I guess it brings the question of what is derailing a Virginia Tech football season. But yeah. like I mean That's a good point. It's like, oh no, now we're now we're playing in the Motel Six Bowl. Yeah. Now we're in the great Idaho potato bowl. Darn but it. I am, as a Notre Dame fan, I'm watching out for Virginia Tech. I'm watching out for that game. That is going to be – that'll be an interesting game. Let's get into your game, though, Josh. Yeah, so they made me wait till Sunday. Yep. Now, I had a lot of mixed emotions when Notre I woke Dame, up. Notre Dame, Florida State, just so everybody's yeah. aware. I woke up Sunday with a lot of mixed emotions because the first thing I thought was – Oh my god, I'm only seven days away from waking up on a Steelers Sunday. And then I was like, Buffalo has a team this year though. Not they've had a team for years in the years past. I'm not saying that they haven't. Then I was like, I'm not eating chicken wings for an entire week. And then I was like, dude, Notre Dame plays tonight. And then the Notre Dame fight song was stuck in my head all day, and so I'm just walking around just like so that's going on in my head that's all that's going on in my head and then i'm walking down my stairs and i see my steelers locker room sign i'm like the steelers play next week so it was it was so much going on in my brain i was so excited i had people coming over we were grilling for labor day slash notre dame playing notre dame goes up 18 points and i get mad about something that happened and god bless their souls my friends are watching the game with me and they're like it's 18 points. There's, it, they're not going to get 18 points because this is at the end of the third quarter. I can't remember what I complained about. They're like, Notre Dame's got this. I'm like, you don't understand Notre Dame. They're going to lose. Like, they're literally going to let this slip. Like, it just doesn't look right. It was one of those games that, yes, he statistically looked great, but it just, the eye test, it didn't pass the eye test. He didn't look good. Sure enough, Florida State scores. Then all hell breaks loose. Because Notre Dame has a drive that, that stalls. Thank you, Jack Cohn. Again, all you need to do is put together a drive and melt some clock, and it's over. Then Notre Dame's punter, when on this ensuing punt, gets hit so hard, he spins around in the air a complete 360 before hitting the ground. And this is where the hating officials comes into play. The officials called it running into the kicker. So I have no idea what roughing the kicker is if spinning him around is not. I saw a tweet that was like, I think it was actually um, Dave Portnoy tweeted out, like, does the defenseman 
have to pull out a knife and stab the the punter for it to be um, roughing the kicker because it was just it was asinine. Anyone watching it knows. And so what does that do? That instead of giving Notre Dame the ball back, which it's Jack it's Jack Cohn's fault 100% that that drive didn't continue in the first place. But then it's on the officials for not making the right call. Then our defense, because they're dogs occasionally, come out and they pop Florida State's quarterback. All of a sudden, the game changes because guess who trots off the sideline? Mackenzie Mackenzie Milton, Milton man. trots off the sideline, and you know me. I never, I can literally like be ruthless and not say a nice thing about somebody. Just go back to my Big Ben Alex Smith things last year. We don't need to get into that. Just go back and listen if you want to know my stance on these. And this guy, the last time you see him, his knee is like at a right angle that it's not supposed to be at on his body. The last time he was on a football field on national television. He comes trotting out there with so much confidence and so much moxie and so much it factor and just throws a dime right off the bat and i was like "Uh uh-oh this is not good i was like that's what a quarterback with moxie looks like that's what i want and then espn just absolutely unloaded all the material they had built up for mckenzie milton coming into the game and like telling you counting right like uh yeah it was get in in on this one he this is this is what i wanted to talk about regarding this game and that like i think it's awesome I like oh, it's came back from a, a terrible injury, and like I want to enjoy that, but yeah. ESPN was forcing me to enjoy it, and I don't appreciate that. The I within five minutes, five minutes, I heard the phrase catastrophic knee injury four times. Yes, that's too many times. We Wait get it. Like, and and the thing is, like when he made a big play. They weren't saying, like, oh, what a play, Mackenzie Millen. They were saying, oh, man, he just came back from a catastrophic knee injury, Mackenzie Millen. I'm like, talk about the moment that's happening in front of us, not, like, something that happened two years ago. It's great, and it's a great story. And congratulations, you guys prepared material for four games worth of this guy's knee injury. And you put it all into one night, which, which was unreal. But give us something else, like... Yeah, it, it, I want to enjoy it, but you can't just shove it down our throats for thirty minutes straight. That makes it not enjoyable, and that's why that's why I don't like. You're making me feel like a jerk for for being like, who cares at this point? Because I want to kick. Well, yeah. cool. And then like it's it's literally like this is one of the biggest moments. This could be one of the biggest moments of the season. Like I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year, but this could end up being one of the best football games of the season. And at, and between every play, they're showing his parents and not what's going on, like, on the field. And I'm sitting there, like, I'm watching it, and I thought Notre Dame was going to lose. Like, I'm going to be completely honest. You can ask anyone that was in the room. I said there's not a chance. I'm like, Notre Dame would lose in, to Mackenzie Milton in this fashion. Like, it's just too – I can't even be mad about it because it's such a cool thing that's happening. And then ESPN's like, hey, did you guys know that this is a really cool thing that's happening? I'm like, everyone knows. All you had to do was, like – he hasn't been on the – if you didn't watch any of the ESPN coverage all weekend, because I think they mentioned him probably on every game. I was listening to ESPN radio on Sunday morning because I just got in my car and it was on, and they're like, Mackenzie Milton's coming back. You don't see this happen. And I'm like so, – and then they had like the doctor's quote, like 
saying that he'll never play football again come up like seven times. It was just absolutely crazy. It was it was insane to yeah. watch. Um. Anyway, the game ends up going into overtime. Notre Dame choked it away. Goes into overtime. Um. I screamed ball. I think more than I've ever screamed ball in my life because the ball was on the ground way too many times. Then Notre Dame never recovered it. But anyway, Notre Dame ends up winning with a walk off field goal. Um. Not a great, not a great way to start your season. Uh, also, you're forgetting uh, Florida State iced their own kicker. Like yes, just, they did. Yes, as they a rule did. of thumb, you just don't do that. You just they, don't. What I don't like though is he called that timeout. Right? We can, everyone can like, everyone can confirm that, that he called that timeout. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, they had a timeout still on the board. He called the timeout and they gave it back to him because they're like, "Oh, we're gonna actually review this." Yeah. And so then he had the timeout again, which I didn't like. Well, that he could then no, use I don't know. Kicker, actually, but, he might have. It might have been he just called the challenge there. So but, in that case, he won the challenge. Either he way, used his timeout. So he still but, he still iced the kicker. Iced his own kicker. Insane. And, like, I get it because he wanted better field position there. But as soon as you saw the 50-yarder go through, you're like, he's missing the next one. A hundred percent. Like, I knew I knew for sure he was – I don't care where he's kicking from. He like, could be kicking we, we, from the five-yard line, and I'm like, he's like, missing. What was that, like five, five six minutes for, for them to ice. move the ball so much further forward? And it's, like, obviously that he just knocked a 50-yarder right through the middle. Of course he's going to miss this 29-yard chip shot or whatever it was. Yeah. And then Notre Dame goes down. Their offense, I mean, I don't really know what their game plan was there. I was just, I was an advocate for don't let Jack Cohn touch the football. Just tell the running back to go put it on the whatever hash the kicker wants it and let him kick. Because in college football, really, you should be able to do that. But I absolutely love that Notre Dame, like, rushes it for, like, five yards on the first play. And then they progressively go back to where they would have just gone two yards back. Like, it would have been the equivalent of just, like, shuffling over and taking a knee on the hash and kicking it anyway. Like, they ran three pointless plays where they just went backwards and backwards and backwards again. Notre Dame ends up walking it off, winning. I'm not really sure what this is going to say about Notre Dame's season. Like, like they're not... It doesn't matter if they make the playoffs, so I'm not even going to bring up the playoffs because it's not going to matter. All right, so apparently the college football playoffs don't matter. And um, with that, we'll take one last break, and then we'll be over at 8 back, so stay tuned. anything during the week from our live shows maybe a hot take or hilarious exchange a groundbreaking opinion or money-making prediction the bll is i'm pretty sure gonna eliminate the mll very shortly if not this season probably next season work on getting another receiver right now yeah another offensive lineman joker was totally out the picture because when he's out there he's like a sack of potatoes no worries we've got you covered Head on over to Elevation5280sports.com and click on the Shows tab. Or to Mixcloud and search Elevation5280 Sports. And all of our podcasts are right there at your fingertips. For those listeners who didn't feel that, we just had another one, baby. Elevation5280sports.com. Careful. It's tough to breathe up here. This segment on Elevation 5280 Sports is brought to you by Wix.com. Creating a website has never been easier.
So NFL news. Uh, Josh, what do you want to talk about here with the NFL? It's back. It's back. Um, the NFL's back. We got NFL football this week. Um, TJ Watts still has to sign his contract extension, which kind of like whatever. That is whatever. He, I think he'll sign it. I know he'll sign it. I'm very confident that he'll sign it. Um, yeah. but football's back. Uh, I, we are Bills people. We are pro Bills on this podcast. You I'm are certainly. A, I'm taking a stance for a week. I hate the Bills. Josh Allen is trash. Um, it's game week. You make no friends. You, but you know what they say. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So maybe that's what I was doing with the Bills. Yeah. But I do. I'll tell. I'll tell you what. This like whole this whole weekend of college football and then NFL ramping up this next week and watching Baylor play and then also watching Illinois lose just made me realize like there's going to be a couple weekends this year where it's going to be Baylor, Illinois, and the Bears all losing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then mixing that in with October baseball and like the potential of the White Sox like doing something that could drive me crazy. Oh yeah. I could be like I could be on suicide watch during the entire month of October just what so you guys I realized, know. Like I came to a similar realization last night while watching Notre Dame because I was tame like the entire game and I got a little out of hand at the end of the game. But like after I was like that was literally a Notre Dame game. And if I was going to rank, like, the teams that I care about most, Notre Dame's actually towards the bottom of that list, like, on my, like, emotional expenditure. And I'm scared. I don't know what's going to happen next week when the Steelers play the Bills. Like, I don't I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know what's going to happen to the people around me. Um, We're going to have to see. Like, I just don't know what the reaction's going to be. Yeah. But... Bears, Bears have the Rams, and Matthew yeah. Stafford has historically dominated the Bears, and now he's actually on a good team too. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see. I do have a, I have a question for. I want you to. We're gonna do a fill in the blank here. I have a couple okay. fill in the blanks for you. Yeah. Next week, the Bears will be blank. The Bears will be back, dude. The Bears will one hundred percent be back. I don't care. I don't care who's under center, man. Could be Andy Dolan. Could be Justin Fields. Could be Nick Foles. I don't care. Bears are back. I mean, I am nervous because the Bears have maybe 25% of a competent secondary. So <laughs> that's scary. They, they chose to they chose to not address uh, cutting Kyle Fuller, and they brought in a bunch of vet, veterans, and then they cut all those veterans. So yeah. I'm I'm very nervous about the secondary. It could be like Swiss cheese, and uh, I'm not excited for a Packers matchup against that secondary early in the season, certainly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, right now, without any repercussions, I'll be saying the Bears are back, okay. certainly. Perfect. That's, yeah. that's what I like to hear. So I feel like we kind of have similar mentalities going into our team's games where it's like we don't really know what to expect. And, like, the Steelers most definitely can beat the Bills. I have no doubt in my mind that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers can beat the Bills next week. I just have no idea what's going to happen. Like, yeah. and I love, in previous years, like, I've been able to, like, play it out, and I've kind of known what I'm getting. Like, we played the Giants last year to start, and I could, in my head, comprehend what was going to happen. I cannot comprehend what's going to happen in this Steelers game. And it's driving me crazy, and I feel like it's kind of similar with you and the Bears, like, what, 
what are we actually going to get? What product are we actually getting this year? And I guess my next question, you kind of touched on it, is next next Monday when we record, the Bears quarterback will be blank. Ah, <sighs> uh, so if the game goes well, it's going to be Andy Dalton still, uh, because that means there would have been no reason to pull him. Yes. But <laughs> Andy Dalton is going to be facing Aaron Donald and the Rams defense, which was the best defense in the NFL last year. Uh, the Bears quarterback next week will be Justin Fields, okay? It's going to be Justin Fields. All right. Uh, and Andy Dalton will already have shown enough to make him a backup quarterback. But the Bears are still back. I'm just saying. Okay. Just I like it. I like it. Have to save the team. Yeah. I like it. That, those those were actually those are just those were great great answers for me. So yeah, I mean, I, I have really... a question. Just just something yeah. that's kind of been in the back of my head, uh, and it's kind of random. But Justin Herbert, like. Everybody's expecting him to just go off this year. Was he that good last year where he was, like, he's expected to be, like, a top-ten quarterback this year? I don't know that he was that good as much as all of his draft counterparts were that bad. That's true. Um, So I think, like, just comparatively speaking, I think he looked a lot better than um, he actually was. I do think he'll be pretty good. I think... He's kind of what the the Rams want, but you know, who is who's the number one pick class? Oh, it's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. Oh. Duh. Um, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe Burrow got hurt, and then and then Tua was not that impressive. Yeah. I don't, I'm not. I'm not in on Tua. I don't think he's that I'm, good. I'm completely out on Tua. I still have not had to come to terms with the fact that I'm going to have to hate Joe Burrow because I still do like Joe Burrow. Um, I haven't come to terms with the fact that I'm going to have to hate him, and this year I think I'm going to actually have to start hating Joe Burrow. So that's one thing that we can look for throughout this entire year. Um, I saw somewhere that said uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert is Josh Allen for liberals, and I thought that was so funny. <laughs> it's just so it's so accurate. Like they're they're like they're the same level of likability. They seem like you yeah. know. Guys, they're both really tall, so yeah. You know. No, I like that. I both, like that. Both cuties too, you know. Cutie. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So, or maybe just like diet Josh Allen, if you don't want to, you know, bring yeah. the politics into yeah. it. I'll diet Josh Allen. <laughs> He's a diet Josh Allen. I yeah. love it. Absolutely loved. I love that. Um, do should we talk about Thursday night game? Maybe a little bit. Um. Are yeah. you at all like looking forward to this? Is there any for like is there any hype what for the casual what is Thursday night's game? Tampa Bay playing Dallas. Like, is there any hype for oh. the casual football fan to watch this game at all? Yes, of course there is. Like, it's Tom Brady, who everybody knows, and it's the Dallas Cowboys, who everybody hates. Like, it doesn't matter if you're a casual football fan or you're not even a sports fan. You hear Dallas Cowboys, you're just like, ooh, like. That just triggered some sort of, like, primal emotion in my brain. And I, it's not happy. I don't see, like that. See, but for me, I hate both of them. And I just, me watching this, I have to see one of the evils succeed. Yeah. Which no, really that, sucks for me. But I'm that's saying. Always, that's always, like, a negative. But also you get to see one of them fail, which is great. It's yes. likely going to be the Cowboys, which is usually hilarious. True. Well. What's gonna be? Is it gonna be Zeke or Dak on Friday morning? That's the storyline coming out of Dallas. 
Oh, that is a good question. I'm going to go with Dak because I think the Cowboys lose the game. And, you know, it's going to be so much of Dak, you know, coming off of an injury. Like, is Dak 100% all this stuff? It's just, it seems easier. But at the same time, Zeke could do something crazy at any time that we just think of, and then he'll be the storyline. So there's always certainly a chance for it to be Zeke, but I think it'll be Mm -hmm. Dak. I think I'm going to take it slightly one step further. I'm going to say it is going to be Dak, but it's going to be did they rush Dak back because he's going to be hurt to some extent. Yeah. At the end of this game. It is not surprising. That, I'm not, that, I'm not wishing, this is not me wishing an injury on Dak. It's just me knowing that that would be a Cowboys storyline to get is like, did Jerry Jones, cause all I've ever heard or all I've been hearing about this injury is like how everyone's like, they called an MLB team. It's gotta be terrible. They're just rushing him back. It's gonna be so bad. Like, because they called an MLB team. I feel like it's a, probably a pretty routine thing for trainers to do like call their colleagues who know more about certain things and ask for advice like i don't i don't know like when i'm when i'm at work and i have like a question about like a marketing thing i go to the marketing director and i ask him about it i mean like when i go to the doctor because i when i sliced my thumb open he goes hey go see this hand specialist because he deals in this stuff so they called a trainer who was a shoulder specialist and asked about it. I don't know why it's getting so blown out of proportion. Like, I, th- I thought that was just a common thing that happened in sports was like, oh, hey, here's your diagnosis. We're going to get on the phone to get you the best help we can. My friend does this, and he'll yeah. know better than me. Like, but at, at the same time, Dak is coming back from one of the worst cramps of all time. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> so. I can't remember what I was – I think it was Javi I was watching a game with and oh it was the it it was the tweet with uh uh Minnesota's running back. Someone tweeted out the video and someone goes, You gotta hope that's just a cramp and Javi and Javi was like said to me, he's like, What an idiot. Like that's not just a cramp and I'm like, No, they're making fun of Tony Romo. And he's yeah. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> like Come on, Javi. Come on, get the joke, dude. It's like Tom Bre- the Tom Brenneman joke. Like you just got to yeah. get it right away. Yeah, uh, but it's great to see. One one other thing I saw with the NFL is Tyrod Taylor has yes. been named the starting quarterback of yes. the Houston Texans. So, I mean, Texans still looking for three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. I cannot believe news. that. I don't. Um, I, yeah, at this point, you just got to deal him. I mean, you just got to do something to help your team. Like. He, I mean, the dude shouldn't be able to play another snap at this point no. in the NFL. So, I, I don't know why you're expecting that for him. I'm glad he's not. He wasn't named the starting quarterback. That's cool. Like that was totally job. something that I kind of in the back of my mind thought was gonna like. I thought it was oh. gonna just fly under the radar. They just weren't gonna like announce a starting quarterback, and then he was just gonna start and see if anyone noticed, or if we were all just in the trance of football and like, okay, yeah, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> He's but. still he's still on the roster. Like I, I don't know if Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. It, does Deshaun Watson come in as the backup quarterback? Is that what's going to happen, or, or do they still have another quarterback on the roster and they're yeah, still I skipping him? I he's no on the idea. roster. He's on the roster right now. Yeah, I have no idea how that's all going to work out, and I don't really think Houston has any idea what's going on. Yeah, and how that's going to work out either. But 
thing about Tyrod Taylor, he does have an injury history. Like, even when, you know, getting his lungs punctured when he's not even supposed to. I mean, dude dude cannot avoid injuries. Just a slight injury history there, but... It's bad, yeah. Any other NFL notes? I saw Mark Davis is buying a mansion in Vegas, which just has to be a kick in the nuts to Oakland fans because he screamed poor for so long, and then he's buying a mansion in Vegas, so... That can't feel good. but And it's literally all black and gray or silver. Oh, like, I absolutely love it. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Just, I love when people with money, like, especially the fact that he, like, pled poor, just comes out and is just, like, doing this now. It's just, I just love when people with money just use their money and everyone just goes, like, I love the people on Twitter that get mad when they see a post about someone rich like buying a new mansion or something they're like they could have donated x number of meals or they could have done this they could have done that they could have solved all of these different world issues but the dude's got a black and silver house yeah i mean he's he's also the son of like if, if you thought they're like if you thought al davis and mark davis seemed like completely different people even though they were father and son now you can see the relationship here so yeah Yeah, so thanks to the Davises for continuing to provide us content. And uh, with that, we'll call it a show, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Streaming live on your computer and on your smartphone. Check out Elevation5280sports.com for all the information you need. Download the apps, put in the link, and you're good to go on the go. Elevation5280sports.com. Careful, it's tough to breathe up here.